Welcome in everybody to a new episode of Dorm Room Sports Talk here on Eye to Eye Sports. We begin today's episode on a bit of a somber note, remembering uh, Roy Halladay, two-time Cy Young Award winner, who we recently found out died yesterday in a plane crash in the Gulf of Mexico. He was truly a -a once-in-a-lifetime type of pitcher, uh, just dominated every time he was out on the mound, one of the most feared pitchers of our generation, and he will certainly be missed. We also want to um, send our condolences to the Boston Red Sox and to family members of catching prospect Daniel Flores, who unfortunately died at the age of 17 today due to cancer. So from all of us here at Eye to Eye Sports, we'd like to send out our condolences and our thoughts and prayers. Definitely a tough day for baseball. We'll be talking about in the MLB, Gold Glove Award winners, Mookie Betts winning again, also the controversy surrounding uh, Eric Hosmer, Um, and then moving to the NBA, we give our thoughts on the MVP conversation, Celtics are hottest team in the league, can they play this well the whole year, also poor Zingis looking like an MVP and the Knicks are 6-4, also we give our Heisman take in college football, then we move to the NFL. We discuss whether or not famous Jameis is a bust. Teddy Bridgewater has been activated for the for the Vikings. What does this mean? Also, we discuss the playoff picture and how cautious 49ers should be for Jimmy G. But first, Johnny, we got a little bit of fun to get us started tonight. Yeah, yeah guys, we're going to do a fun beginning tonight for you. So I got my buddy Luis, Luis, friend of the show, my roommate. So yesterday the Lakers were in town uh, in Boston. We were outside a hotel, and we used Luis as the scapegoat, scapegoat to try to get a picture with Lonzo Ball. Luis, tell us a little bit about your experience with the security guards over at the hotel. Well, what happened was it was I went over to the hotel. White was about to open the hotel door. The security car came right into my face and asked, what, what am I doing here? And I told, since it was 40-degree cold outside, I said, it's freaking cold out here. I need some <laughs> right, warm. I right, need Luis. Something. It's cold. Exactly. It's cold so out Luis here, So Luis decided man. to use the Four Seasons as a shelter. Yes. <laughs> so as last resort, I kind of said that as an excuse in hopes I could at least go in, at least see something. But yeah. that didn't go as planned. And then when, he, when the security guard said, are you here because of the Lakers people that are staying here? So I like, just froze there like, uh... Uh, and he said, like, don't be here. Like, go back to, like, your school or wherever you originally. <laughs> what, uh, what, what, I don't remember so how you I said it. you the cold. Oh, Luis. And it Luis. was 40 freaking degree, degree cold. Yeah, I there. know, Luis. So it was none, cold. Nonetheless, Luis did not see Lonzo. <laughs> not, that, not that he would have been able to recognize him if he did, but there was no Lonzo. No Lonzo. Thank you, Luis, for that. Tristan, let's well, get us into the show. What do we got first? Luis, we definitely appreciate your effort. Um. Well, first, Tim, Galen, give us your thoughts about the Gold Glove Award winners. Mookie Betts win his, I believe, second mm-hmm. uh, Gold Glove Award. Give us your thoughts. Well, I think um, he's he's much deserved of the award. I f- feel like he had a very good season defensively. I feel like he's definitely made progress over the years in um, playing right field, especially at Fenway Park. It's almost like a uh, second outfield, mm-hmm. if you will, as how it is um, out in Detroit at Comerica Park. 
And um, although he didn't have such a solid offensive season, it was still okay, not as um, spectacular as it was back in 2016, but I still feel like he had a terrific season defensively, and I feel like he's only just going to get better. You know, this this, uh, gold glove cycle in particular has drawn a bit of criticism, uh, namely, in my experience, with Jackie Bradley Jr. not winning the center field, Mm -hmm. uh, instead Byron Buxton winning. And um, Aaron Judge even being a finalist for the right field. Jackie um, Bradley wasn't a finalist either. He wasn't? Mm-mm. That's, That's absolutely, no, that is absurd. That's the right catchers, there. too. The catchers were a little crazy. Tucker Barnhart won the NL Catchers Gold Glove Award over Buster Posey and Yachty Armelina. Yeah, that, I mean, was, that was a little funky. I mean, if, if there's one thing Yachty does well, it's certainly not hitting. It's his fielding. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, people are saying that this isn't really, you know, about the fielding. Um, you know, before we got on air tonight, one of our uh, valued correspondents said that the gold glove, like uh, baseball fielding in general, it's very hard to measure. So unless you're out there looking at them every day, and I guarantee none of the people voting were watched every single game, you really can't tell. So it ends up being uh, a popularity contest almost. And that's Indeed. people, people uh, speculate that's why Judge was nominated at all and and that's why, you know, like you said, Yachty didn't get uh, get the W in the National League there. It's and also important to mention, though, that there are defensive metrics involved. Mookie Betts had the most defensive run saved of any player in all of baseball. That's part of the reason he won the gold glove. I, I just think I don't think it's just a random guess at who's good defensively. I mean, you can you can make up stats that say whatever you want, you know. I mean, I mean, I didn't make that up. I mean, you didn't make it up, <laughs> I mean, but someone did. I mean, I can make up a stat right now saying that you know, uh, what Mitch Moreland is a better, better baseball player than Barry Bonds ever was. I mean, there's a hundred ways to manipulate these stats. And honestly, I, I can't trust any fielding stats unless you watch the games. Well, then what do you propose about the gold glove? Is it just a worthless award? Then? Essentially, at this point, I think it is. I, yeah, mean, I feel like it's starting to um, maybe go on a decline. It's more of um, favoritism rather than... Um, respecting uh the way or favoritism rather than performance if you will so you like think, the uh, stats backing that up so you think the gold glove award is being devalued does that hurt future players in their hall mm-hmm. of fame i mean i do, think do you like, think that hurts them in, in terms of that uh possibly but i feel like um some people will start to recognize that the gold glove shouldn't be just about favoritism and um i have confidence moving forward that um they'll get that adjusted and stick to way the way it was before that i don't think anyone questions jackie bradley jr's fielding ability because he didn't win the gold glove i don't know if people take it into account as much as we are taking it into account right now yeah i agree same goes with like kevin kiermeyer down in tampa absolutely and aaron hicks definitely Mm -hmm. all right so moving on from the gold glove guys um marlins potentially um shopping John Carlos Stanton, the man the freak. who hits bombs. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, he's got a big contract, fellas, so I feel like that makes him difficult uh, to trade. Teams may not want to take that on. What do the Marlins do with Stanton? Why are they shopping a guy who, tr- who has a 13-year deal? Well, let me tell you why. It's because they're the Marlins. <laughs> uh, their, their contract uh, with Stanton was structured to trade him after this year. So I have it up on Cott's baseball contracts right now. Um, in 2015, he earned 6.5 mil. In, six, in 2016, he earned 9 mil. 2017, he jumped up to 14.5. And, and next year, he jumps up almost 
uh, over $10 million to 25. And it's only going to rise all the way through 2026. Uh, Derek Jeter as CEO of the Marlins now has shown that he is no mercy. And he's absolutely shown that he is willing to trade John Carlos Stanton. Um, it all becomes suitors at this point, you know, whoever, whoever's willing to spend that money to get him and to have a roster spot for him at all. Um, people are saying the Red Sox should get him, but I don't really know if they want someone who has decent f- fielding ability, someone with an absolute cannon for an arm, DHing every day. It, it's really, it's really a tough, tough place to find. Uh, it's going to be tough to find a place for this guy. Excuse me, but um, you know, he's he's definitely a valued commodity. He had 60 home runs um, for the first time in long time, and um, yeah, he's. Any team would be lucky to have him, and I'm sure any team would be willing to make room. Do you think with Jeter as the owner, they're going to have a better chance of getting a deal done with the Yankees? I don't think Jeter cares, to be honest with you. I don't think Jeter knows what he's doing. His first day, he fired everybody. That's true. He fired Jeff Conine. But he's Jeter. I kind of think that um, with his, um, I guess, uh, plan with the Marlins, he kind of just wants to uh, build from the ground up, and that starts with the guys over um or up in the front office and then um that kind of um they their on-field product represents like how they are as a front office and i feel like that um he wants to try and get the marlins back to their glory days if you will say when um they won back in 03 with um dave dombrowski still at the helm josh beckett Mm -hmm. josh beckett absolute stud all right (laughs) Uh, anything else, guys, on Stanton, Gold Glove, or winners? I feel like with um, Stanton, I do agree with Tim that while he is an outstanding player offensively and he could definitely um, hit well at a place like Fenway Park, which is most certainly a hitter's park, I feel like one cause for concern is definitely his contract length because, um, like we said earlier, he, he um, back in 2015 he signed a 13-year deal for $325 million. And I feel like let's say if the Marlins were to move him, that they're going to be it's going to be hard for them to get some say uh, significant return back, such as like a top prospect or um, top um, MLB player. I feel like it's, other teams are going to see it more as like a uh, salary dump, and they'd rather just give up a um, few pieces. But they'll have to agree with the Marlins to try and have like a uh, try and have a negotiation worked out where they can pay for some portion of the contract or eat the contract and uh yeah but um apart from that I, I still feel like Stan is um a valuable player but definitely not at that contract I'd, I'd rather see a team like the Red Sox go after um free agent hitter um JD Martinez yeah also definitely tough to give up your core of young outfielders that the Red Sox have and yeah. I feel like that would be something they would have to give up in order to get Stanton you know, I, I don't have much else to say here. I think we covered it all, but um, I think that we can agree that one thing is guaranteed here, and that's that he will not be in Miami at the start of 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not agreeing with that at all. I don't, I don't right. know about right. that, dude. I don't know. We'll see. I don't see. know about that. Put all it right. on the st- predictions. <laughs> <laughs> all right, jumping to the NBA, Nick, we're going to try to have a legitimate MVP conversation yeah, tonight. Yeah, Nick. So, okay. Um, <laughs> I bet Nick thinks Alex Smith is the MVP of the NBA as well. No, I can't say you're wrong there. <laughs> All right, guys. So MVP conversation in the NBA. Steps, Looks like Russell steps, Westbrook steps, is steps, not going to get it steps. this year. Uh, who's the front runner right now? Who do you think will win? Nick, um, get us started. I really want to say Kyrie. Uh, Whoa. I really want to say Kyrie. He. Whoa. 
came into, you know, a situation where he wanted to be the man, and I was expecting to see him play almost like a, a Kobe role where he takes all the shots. But he's really, you know, evolved into a true point guard. He's averaging 2.2 steals a game, which leads the league. Uh, he's averaging more steals than turnovers. Um, but his stat line, he's clearly the leader of that team right now. Uh, when Hayward went down, he's really stepped it up. They're on a 9-0 run right now ever since he said that that thing to that fan. <laughs> I think we all remember. This is a um, family show, so we will refer yeah. to <laughs> we will not. We will not say w- what he said. But, yeah. Um, but LeBron, LeBron's my MVP right now. Uh, he's got he's averaging twenty nine seven and nine and shooting sixty percent from the field. That is uh, his team is wow. really really struggling. This looks like probably the worst team he's been on in a long long time because Isaiah Thomas is hurt. Uh, Don't you think he's part of the problem? And so you're you're telling LeBron me a man who, part of the problem. You're telling me a man who's averaging twenty nine seven and nine shooting sixty percent of the field is a problem. Well, it's time out. I'm not saying he's the whole problem, but he's part of Ta- it. Time out. So you're saying LeBron is your MVP? Yes, he's my MVP every year. Right now. Here's why LeBron yes. will win the MVP. He is because not the MVP. The Cavs, not the, even close. The Cavs are going to be the one of the two seed. That's, it's going to happen. And when that happens, they're going to put it on LeBron James because of the slow start. Every year when they're a front runner, immediately they put LeBron James out of the contention for being MVP. But now that they're off to a slow start, when he eventually carries them to the one or two seed, he's going to be the MVP. Here's the top five in this order. Porzingis, number one. Harden, nope. number two. Giannis, number three. Kyrie, number four. LeBron, number five. In that order, it's it's LeBron's team is terrible. Porzingis is the only reason the Knicks have six wins. They're about to get a seventh tonight without him, and that's kind of crazy. LeBron's the only reason the Cavs are even. Giannis is just an absolute beast, and Harden is single-handedly leading that team to right now a nine and two while, while averaging five turnovers a game. But okay, uh, just really quick record. Uh, Harden's tanking. Just he, really quick, LeBron has better stats in the three major categories than Kyrie. I oh. don't see how you can right. rank LeBron lower than Kyrie right. in the MVP. Yeah. Let me give yeah. you the cast that Kristaps Porzingis is working with. Thank you, Ty. We Thank got, you, Ty. We got Jarrett Jack, Courtney Lee, Ron Baker. He is clearly the MVP. Uh, he Michael is Beasley is a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> He's better than Melo, right? Michael Beasley was playing in China a couple years ago. Tim Hardaway is Tim, the second Tim, best player. Tim Hardaway's been good for them, 16 and a half points. But he game. wouldn't even start but, on half the other teams in the league. But... Kristaps Porzingis is playing with a bunch of awful players and leading the Knicks right now. He is clearly the MVP. It, it literally looks like they're a bunch of JV players, and he's he's a NBA player. It's it's just Good, he is an NBA player, that's right? Correct. And he that's, that's, and he's playing with a bunch accurate. of JV guys. I think Jarrett Jack shouldn't even be in the league, <laughs> let alone he's starting with Kristaps Porzingis. I what seed do you think the Knicks will get this year? Probably the five seed. I bet six. Whoa. They're going to get in the playoffs. The East is garbage. Okay, but, I'm not but gonna give them can you the give the MVP to a guy that leads them to, like, the eighth seed? Well, I mean, Russ, well, they were the five seed. So, I mean, I yeah, think but Russ, also Russ last a year was, a, was more insane than... Arguably the best. If Porzingis leads year. this team to a five seed, that's pretty insane. That's, that's, that's okay, way okay, down the road. Hold on, hold on, I'll give you that. You guys are ignoring Giannis Antetokounmpo. His team isn't really that good, me? and they have too many good players. They have, like, good. good players, and they're really not that Giannis good. Giannis dropped 40 the other night. He's averaging over 30 points per game. He is a beast. He's they still, they still lose, though. There's an argument for no, Giannis. No, Tr- Tristan's right about, about Antetokounmpo. Is the guy scoring 32 points a night, 
He's got 9.8 rebounds. He's the only player in the league averaging one and a half blocks and one and a half steals a game. And they're four and six. The, the issue, though, is he's got help. Chris Middleton's good. Tony Snell's good. Bragd- Brogdon's good. I wouldn't say Tony Cr- Snell's good. He's better than Courtney Lee or Jarrett Jack. Ron Baker. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Don't disrespect Wichita State guy. I Ron like Ron Baker can go bake brownies. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Take it easy. Take it easy, Johnny. <laughs> He's got nice. Flow. I'm just saying, Porzingis has got nobody helping him. What he's doing right now is incredible. The fact that the Knicks are over 500 is ridiculous in itself, and it's only because of Porzingis. Uh, all right, uh, I still think Gianna should be the MVP. But right now, guys, we've already talked about Kyrie. Let's talk about the Celtics in general. They are red hot since losing their first two games. They're the best defense in the league. They are playing well together as a team. How long does this continue for the Celtics? Uh, I think it's going to continue for a while now. Um, balling out, they're not only balling on defense, um, but their offense, the fewest, scored, the fewest points they scored this year is 96. So they are balling on both sides of the ball. Kyrie and Al Horford look like they've been playing together for years. They have the best two-man game going right now. Uh, again, Tatum looks as good as advertised. Uh, I think this is going to, you know, continue defense wins games. Kyrie's uh, evolved into, you know, in the MVP conversation, but not the MVP. Uh, so, yeah, I think this this hot streak will continue. Uh, it'll continue till they play the Warriors on November 16th at 8 p.m. We're not choosing home. individual games right now. <laughs> that's, that's when the actual streak will end. But when will they st- stop being hot? They won't. They're going to be the number one seed in the East. I think... What Dylan said earlier, Cleveland will make a run. Uh, I, I don't know if they'll be the two seed, but they'll be up there. Celtics will be the number one seed. They're going to continue to win. They got the Hornets uh, Friday night. They've got the Raptors Sunday night. Then they go on the road to play the Nets. That'll be a win. So there's three more wins right here. They're currently <laughs> beating the Lakers. That's another win. So that'll bring them to thirteen and two, and then they'll lose. All right, we're going to go eight and two. All right, you can run through the schedule some other time. <laughs> Is the reason the Celtics will continue to be good is because they do the little things well. They play good defense and they rebound. Aaron Baines, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Kyrie are all top 10 in defensive rating. They're fourth in the league in rebounds. The only issue for the Celtics is will they have enough scoring? Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are young players. Will they be able to keep up their scoring output for the rest of the season? That's what I have a problem with with the Celtics team. They're good. They're playing well right now. But how long can you rely on those young guys, like you said, Tatum and Brown, to consistently score you know, 16 to 20 points a game? I'm just not sure that can continue for 82 games. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll hit a slump, but... Uh I think, you know, we got some time before that. They should be a top four seed, though. Here's what's yeah, going on no, with, oh, this, that's with this. That's, that's not a controversial that's, yeah, take it's at all. A top two seed is the question. The Spurs right now are playing well. They don't have Kawhi still. Who knows how long, how much longer Kawhi is going to be out. The Spurs do not have a super team on paper, but they're playing like a super team because of Greg Popovich. Brad Stevens is the reason the Celtics are going to be the number one seed this year. Brad Stevens yeah. is looking like a young Greg Popovich, in my opinion. Oh, man, I like it. I, I like, like it. it. I think Brad definitely is going to be regarded as one of the no, best I think coaches by the end of his career. Brad Stevens is a top five man. coach in the NBA right now. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He should, be, no he should be coach of the year. No doubt. You I mean, lose it's a your, little early for You that lose your second best player on opening night and are still balling. That's a lot of respect to a coach who can gives puts players in a position to succeed. And that wasn't a normal injury either. That was, that was pretty gruesome. That was pretty gruesome. I, I'd rank him right behind Fisdale. 
right. All 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 Little snippet of college football here. Uh, Baker Mayfield just balled last week, fellas, against Oklahoma State. He went off. Um, Heisman contender last year. After that performance last week, he has to be the Heisman favorite. Forget favorite. He's the Heisman winner. He could do nothing the rest of the season. He would win the Heisman trophy. You throw for almost 600 yards in a game, you should win the Heisman. Bryce Love and Saquon Barkley, who are the other two guys in that conversation, were not good. Bryce Love had 69 yards last week. Saquon Barkley struggled the last two games. Baker Mayfield is the Heisman Trophy winner. No matter what happens, you can put it on paper. He's going to win the Heisman. Nobody can tell me otherwise. I agree with Tyler. Uh, He's currently (coughs) rated as the highest. Well, he has the highest quarterback rating in college football right now. Um, He's just balling out. He's fun to watch. Uh, He's got a mouth on him. And, you know, that's always entertaining. So does every other quarterback that's playing. Just, that's just one <laughs> no, thing. No, he's that different. I, he's that's different. one thing that I like about Baker Mayfield, though. He, I believe, eh, I'm not going to make that statement, but he, uh, he's a savage, basically. He's you know? a savage. Okay. In that win against Ohio State, he took the flag, you know, plunged it into the middle of the field. And against Baylor, this, he said, I'm going to have to show you who daddy is. This guy's, this guy's here to make I love a statement. Him. All right, you guys like want to hear a hot take about Baker Mayfield? Let's hear it. This guy is going to be as good as Russell Wilson or Drew Brees. Wow. That's a pretty that is, wide range. That's a Baker, Baker Mayfield reminds me of those guys in undersized, <laughs> under, in undersized quarterback who can flat out play. He throws the guys. The yeah. guy's got the he intangibles. He definitely reminds me of Russell Wilson. I'm not sure. Yeah, Drew Brees is a stretch. Drew Brees is a lot better than Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. All right, take Drew Brees Ty, out that was there. a little, that was, that was <laughs> a little <laughs> much, All right, fine. He reminds me of Drew Brees. He'll be like Russell Wilson. I think he has, and he also throws the prettiest ugly ball I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the guy has, I haven't seen him throw a This is coming yet. from a guy who watches the Jets every week. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. John McCown's a top 10 quarterback. It hold just, on, hold on. I'll be let honest. Me, it looks awkward coming out of his hand, but let me Let there. me give my pick. So obviously, like, like Nick, like Ty, and I think like Dylan too, Baker Mayfield is a clear favorite. You know, I... I feel bad for Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know, Penn State loses loses two now. He was in the running, but now it's just it's not even close. They lost those two games because he was bad during them. Right, and it's now it's not even close. It's not even close. So. All right, well, that def- Baker Mayfield, obviously the favorite right now. We'll have to see how far Oklahoma goes in the playoffs. Yeah. They have a big yeah. game against TCU this weekend, number five versus number six. Should be fun. It's definitely on his shoulders. Definitely. And right. I, I think with that win, uh, hear me out, I think if they, if they win there, they're in the college football playoffs. They still playoff. have to win the Big 12 championship. I, I, I think, you know, and I the think Big 12 doesn't have do a championship after that. game, which is a big deal. So, All right, moving on to the NFL uh, famous Jameis got in a little bit of trouble last week. He uh, poked, I believe it was Marcus Lattimore, on the back of his helmet. Mike Evans came over, said, don't mess with my quarterback, knocked him down. Uh, Only if Winston had someone like Mike Evans when he stole crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a hot take, Ty. Um, so Jameis Winston, guys, the Bucks are, I believe, 2-6, and six, I believe, this year. Uh, and they had high expectations Supposed to have a good offense. Mike Evans got Deshaun Jackson in the offseason. They have a good tight end. They haven't lived up to the hype. 
Is it is it time to say that Jameis Winston is officially a bust coming out of Florida State? Big expectations. Is Winston a bust? Uh, no, I don't think he's a bust. Uh, they've got a lot more problems than just Winston. They are 28th ranked in total defense. They cannot stop the pass. He's Listen, he's still a young quarterback. He's raw. He's got raw talent. He needs a little bit more polishing. Yes, this season does look like a bust. Um, but I'm not ready to, to, to call him a bust just yet because he's just a baller. You know, he has it. All right, so Jameis Winston is clearly not a bust. Has he, lived, he hasn't lived up to the hype, but he's definitely not a bust. He's the only quarterback ever to start a career with two 4,000-yard passing seasons. They were 9-7 and seven last year. He's been banged up most of this year, hurt his shoulder in Week 5. And don't forget, he plays in a division with the last two MVPs, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, last two teams from the NFC to go to the Super Bowl, the Panthers and Falcons, and the Saints are in first place. They play in the toughest division in football. Jameis Winston is clearly not a bust. I think James Winston is living up to expectations. 4,000 yards and 20 touchdowns the first two years. You know, he's on pace to do that again. They have the worst defense in the league, and I think right, they have to, have to get right. their act together to build a team around him. I think he's playing perfectly well. I, don't, I think that he's on an uprise, and I think that he's going to have a great career. There were two reasons that the Bucks were good last year, uh, much better than they are this year. It was that Bucks defense, who look terrible this year and Jameis and Jameis is banged up like Ty said he's he's not a hundred percent and you can't fault him for that he'll be back next season no doubt he's still having a decent season but the Bucks defense giving up 34 to the Vikings with Bradford as quarterback that's that's crazy 23 to the Giants who have one win and 38 against the Cardinals who didn't even have a running back at that time that's that's ridiculous it's ridiculous so I give it to the defense right now. It's on the defense. And Deshaun Jackson's been a little disappointing. This well, year well. What I would say about Jameis Winston is when you get, you know, the whole debate was Winston Mariota. Right now, Mariota is the better quarterback. And that's the, no, 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 no. Mariota's the more successful yeah. team wise. The better game manager. If you look at his numbers, well, Jameis is, is a higher Jameis has better year. numbers. But for me, Marcus Mariota is a better quarterback. Why? Because he's getting wins. The Titans aren't that well, much he's an better AFC than South. the Bucks. He's an AFC South. Right. I'm just saying. That's true. I'm just saying the Titans aren't that much better than the Bucks. And for me, with a guy like Winston who had big expectations coming into the league, this year you're supposed he was supposed to take that step, you know, because he was good last year. They were nine and seven. They added offensive weapons, and they've really just had haven't performed. He hasn't performed this year. So it's been a big letdown for me, for him, at least this year. Um, moving on, Teddy Bridgewater has been activated by the Vikings. Sam Bradford on the IR. Uh, the Vikings are 6-2 right now, fellas, and they get Teddy Bridgewater back. Uh, how are they looking? Well, I'm going to say uh, it's great that he's back um, after that horrific injury that threatened his career. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and say Teddy Bridgewater is not that good. He's not that good. His rookie year had 14 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. Next season, 14 to 9. Never even got above 3,300 passing yards. Not much is going to change if he comes back and starts. This team is reliant on their defense. They're top 10 in rushing. Um, so, you know, throwing him in isn't going to change much. They're not, they're not going to get any better. They're not going to get any worse. Uh, he's a game manager at best. Uh, so yeah, but it's it's good to see him. <laughs> oh my! You want a God. game manager to win MVP? <laughs> a game a game manager who's top three in passing yards? Yeah. 
that's not a game manager to me. He threw for 200 yards. All right, moving anyway, away from, the we point. can't talk about Alex Smith 24 yeah, uh, 7. Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> I think he's a starting quarterback, and the Vikings are 6 and 2 with a backup quarterback. So I think they're going to do better. Uh, the NFL is weird this year. I think we can all agree the NFL is having a weird season. I think it's the fact that I think the Eagles are the only real, like, unstoppable offense in this league. And so defense is winning games this year. The Vikings have a great defense. And if Bridgewater can come back and start, they're going to have a much improved offense that's already doing pretty well. As far as Teddy Bridgewater, good quarterback, and he's definitely not bad. As Nick Heilman says, he would have won a playoff game against Seattle, that Seattle defense, if Blair Walsh could kick. How many points did he put up that game? But against Seattle's defense. The point is, is this year Case Keenum has been fine for the Vikings. He deserves to start in seven games. He's thrown three picks. They're four and two without him. Bridgewater hasn't played in two years. He's going to be extremely rusty. This year, I don't think they're any better with Teddy Bridgewater. Next year and going forward, they will be. The thing about about Bridgewater is, uh, jumped right on Tim. (laughs) The thing about Bridgewater is, he has a solid arm, but it's also the legs. And to me, since coming off that knee injury, that's going to be tough to see him be able to move around. That's a good point. I think he's a much better quarterback than a game manager. Um, that's a little low for, for a guy that almost won a playoff game. I mean, yes, game managers can do that, but Teddy is explosive when he's healthy. And if he can get healthy, this is a different Vikings team with a, with a great defense. That's what it all comes down to. Like you said, this was like a career-threatening injury. Right. If he has any rust on him, uh, obviously the Vikings can pick him up because, like you said, they won uh, six games with a backup quarterback. But if he's anything like he was, and I think that he was a successful quarterback when he was playing, he was winning games, uh, I think that they're better off than they were, and I, that shouldn't be a controversial take. And Mike Zimmer, by the way, is probably the most underrated coach in football right now. He's, he's been phenomenal. He'd be coach of the year, and his buddy Alex Smith should be MVP. <laughs> All right, Johnny. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, if the playoffs started today, the Bills, Jaguars, Rams, and Titans would all be in the playoffs. I would say that's a surprise. Um, which one of these teams can make the deepest run in the postseason? Well, if the Bills play anything like they did on Thursday, they're not going to go longer than the first quarter uh they played pathetically and if that's any indication of how they are going forward they're in deep trouble um the rams they've been i'd say the biggest surprise of the year for me they're what six and two and they're they're just dominating teams um i think that they have a decent chance to go well uh to do well in the nfc and i think that they're going to be a team to watch going forward I agree with Tim. The Rams are, out of these teams, the best team. They have Jared Goff, who's got a QB rating of 98. He doesn't turn the ball over, only four picks, and they do it the old-fashioned way. Todd Gurley is a hard runner, and their defense, their front seven, is legit. Aaron Donald is a game wrecker, and in the playoffs, that's a big deal. The Rams are the best team out of these four, for sure, in my opinion. But the NFC is looking really competitive this year. So I'm not sure if they could go further than the Bills or Jaguars, just based off the fact that the AFC is looking a little weak. Yeah, see, that's the key. And and Dylan said it perfectly. To me, it's the Jags. And it's because they're in the AFC. And they're in the AFC South. So they're if they have... You know, they're going to get a home playoff game to yeah. start. They're going to get a home playoff game to start. And they're going to be playing a team that is not too good with with that afc and blake bortles 10 10 touchdowns five interceptions 1657 yards he's having a decent season if he can just keep that up with that defense i mean i think they can win a playoff game it'll be tough to see the rams 
win against a competitive NFC. Yeah, I'm going to say the Rams. Um, I'm going to pick them because they have the best QB head coach relationship right now. Top three in total offense. Defense has been underperforming a little bit, but we know how good they can be. Um, Todd Gurley's been balling first in the league in touchdowns with seven tied with Elliott, top five in rushing yards. Uh, needs to cut down on the fumbles. Um, and another thing that's essential in late year football, you got to be able to run. Uh, Goff is just playing the way he needs to. He's not playing. He's he's just he's been phenomenal. Fournette can run. Ivory can run. Uh, yeah, but I mean. Uh, nobody on the Titans wows me. Uh, Jags don't have a QB. I'm sorry about Bortles. Uh, and the he's Bills been, have shown flashes, good. but I need to see more consistent play from them. There's yeah. a 0% chance the Jacksonville Jaguars win a playoff game. There's no chance. I would you need n- a quarterback. I would in never. The first, in the first round, there's a good chance they'll be playing the Bills or the Dolphins. I'd pick uh, Dolphins. Duh. You'd Come pick on. the Dolphins? No, no, no. I wouldn't pick the Dolphins. I just wouldn't. I, I would, I would, right, I would, and Jacksonville would win. Therefore, right, I'm right. Right I now, would, the sixth seed is the Bills. The seventh seed is the Dolphins. I would pick Alabama, the college team, over the Jags right now. Timeout. You whoa, pick, whoa, whoa, right, whoa. They're playoffs. Time. What are we talking about? The Jags are going to be a playoff. You're, That's I, ridiculous. The, ja- the, the Jags are not going to make the playoffs. Rams, Saints, who you got? Rams, Saints, who do I have? That's where? A tough Where's matchup. the game? Yeah. Rams, well, Saints. Okay. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't matter where it is. Drew Brees in the playoffs. Rams, Saints, who you got? Depends it, on where it is. It doesn't, you're not at, the this Jags, point, listen, at this listen. point in Goff's career, I'll take the Saints. The Jags, the right. Jags are yeah. going to make and the playoffs. And therefore, the Jags will go farther. The Jags are going to make the playoffs what? because they're in the AFC South. The Jaguars if are the not going to win a playoff game. The Jags aren't going to make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs and the playoffs the South is they would play the Bills or the Titans. They're not better than the Bills or the Titans? No. The, Jag- the, ja- the Jags are not better than the, the Bills. Jaguars the Jaguars will make the playoffs, but they're not going to win a playoff game. The Jaguars They'll make the will playoffs not make they're the in the playoffs. AFC South. I, I, I don't the know. T- the Titans are going to win that division. The Jags are not going to be able to sneak in as a wild card, which is the position they're in right now. Here's the wild card bubble. The Dolphins, the Raiders, the Ravens. The Jaguars beat any of those teams? The Jets, All three of them. Are the Jets Ravens? in there? Ravens Except are the, always dangerous. Maybe the Raiders. The Raiders sure. can get hot. Okay. I'll, throw, I'll throw the Jets name in there. Thank for, you. For, for I just giggles. do Thank not you. trust Blake Bortles in a playoff game. Rams Saints, who you not. got? Rams Seahawks, who you got? These are all things that could happen. Rams Seahawks sounds like a good game to me. Rams Seahawks sounds like Russell Wilson's putting Jared Goff on the streets. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to uh, me. I yeah, don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, Russell Wilson it. just lost to Kirk Cousins at home last week, so let's not get too hyped. <laughs> All right, well, how does he you do like in the that. playoffs? Yeah. How does he do in the playoffs? Speaking of our uh, some picks this about the you guys been talking about your picks for the playoffs. Let's talk about our picks last week. Uh, Johnny Minox, two and oh. Uh, correct with the pick of the Jets uh, and the Cowboys. Yeah. Nick too easy. Heilman goes one and one with the, a correct pick being a surprise the Jets <laughs> and uh, everyone else. You went 0-2. I, I, so. think, I think we deserve an asterisk. And hold on. I would yeah. like to point out Tim's comment in our uh, little pick here. Chiefs over Cowboys by a billion. That absolutely deserves an asterisk. Absolutely. I didn't know Elliot was going to be playing. It seems he's going to be delaying this penalty, this uh, suspension until the day he retires. Well, you got to so, know I mean, that. So in, a billion in, points depends on one player? Absolutely. <laughs> Elliot is a game changer, in no fairness doubt. fairness of that yeah. asterisk, we should have we anticipated that the suspension be held back even longer. That's, That's almost that as crazy as a take as saying the Memphis Grizzlies are starting the season 8-2. and two. Who would say that? It's not even true. <laughs> it sounds like uh, my boy oh, Johnny Minox. All right. Uh, so the games this week, fellas, six and two Vikings taking on the Redskins. Uh, that'll no, definitely wait, not too many. That. You got that wrong. 
Raiders. Did you say what did you say? Vikings, Vikings Redskins. Redskins. That's what we're oh, talking about. Right. Raiders. Stay in your lane. Please. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Uh, the Vikings. Uh, hot right now. Redskins eh, need to come into their own. And our second game, Pats, Broncos. Guys, first game, Vikings, Redskins. Redskins are sh- basically an unpredictable team. Some nights they perform, some nights they don't. Uh, who do you guys got, Vikings, Redskins? You know, it's it's going to come down to that. Are, are the Viking? Are the excuse me, Redskins going to show up? Or are they going to you know crap themselves? Uh, and is Bridgewater going to be like he was, or even close to it? I'm picking the Vikings because I think that they are not going to rut, or they wouldn't rush Bridgewater back. And I think that if they're playing him, he's ready to play. Is that by a billion or just by just a regular, score? just just by a normal scoreline? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Skins are winning this one. Redskins coming off a big character win on the road in Seattle. They didn't play well, but the momentum's a big deal. They're coming home this week. They're fighting for a playoff spot. They're going to beat Case Keenum and the Vikings. I'm going to quickly break down this Redskins team. Uh, they lose to teams with good offenses. They lost to the Eagles. They lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Cowboys. They beat teams with good defenses. They beat the Redskins, and they beat the Rams. They, they beat they themselves. They beat they themselves. Beat, <laughs> excuse me. They beat the Seahawks. They beat the Rams. They beat teams with good defenses. They lose to teams with good offenses. The Vikings win because they have a good defense. The Redskins beat teams with good defenses, so the Redskins are going to win this game. Right. Is that too complicated for you guys? That's a little too much of science. Um, transitive property. I don't know what that means, but the Redskins are at home. The Vikings are coming off a bye week. Uh, I, I don't agree with Mike Zimmer being the best best coach in the league, like like Nick Holland thinks. Um, I just think the Redskins are going to win this one. Uh, I'm going Minnesota. They're they're a team that plays well on the road and at home. Uh, Which former up- Jets players on the Vikings? <laughs> <laughs> It's relentless, fellas. It's, it's relentless really here. relentless. It's, it's relentless really here at Dorm Room Sports <laughs> Talk. Is. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're coming off the bye week. They're rested. Washington's inconsistent. Their quarterback's inconsistent. Vikings are the second-best team in the NFC, so I'm going with Minnesota. All right, real quickly, guys. Big game, Pats-Broncos, Sunday night game. Pats, Brady, don't usually play well at Mile High Stadium. Who do you guys got? You know, you said it best. Back, uh, back two years ago when Peyton Manning was not having a great year, and they subbed in Brock Osweiler for the first time. We lost at Mile High. Uh, or we, the Pats, lost at Mile High. Um, they always have trouble over there. I don't know if it's the altitude or what it is, but uh, I have a feeling the Broncos are going to put up a good fight, but obviously the Pats are the Pats. Belichick is Belichick, and Brady is the greatest of all time. Uh, I think that they're pulling away with this win. You know, I saw it somewhere on Twitter. The Patriots have an unprecedented second bye week in a row. Brock Osweiler may be the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. The Patriots are going to win this game easily. The Patriots are going to win this game. The last four games, the Broncos lost to the Eagles 51-23. to They lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Chargers 21-0. And they lost to the Giants 23-10. They home. lost to the Giants. They're not going to beat the Patriots. This is not – I don't even know why we picked this game. Everybody's going to get a win. The Patriots are obviously going to win because Brock Osweiler is your starting quarterback. I'd rather have Colin Kaepernick start my team. I'm taking – uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Denver. I'll sign him now. Uh, no, no, oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. All right. I'm taking New England. Uh, like Dylan said, Denver's a disaster. They got 51 points put up on them last week. They look uninspired. And Brock Osweiler is their quarterback. That's enough said. That is true, guys. I would not sleep on Mile High Stadium, though. The Pats do have trouble playing there. I don't expect it to be a blowout. <clears throat> Thank uh, you. That'll be it for us tonight, fellas. Dorm Room Sports top Talk wrapping up. We had our special guest, Louise, on here. It was a great night. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Good night.